T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Jeremy White. If you're making chicken cacciatore, you don't need cantaloupe. And Joe DiBiase. You don't need it. But you could have it. You make chicken cacciatore, you swap out all the pieces of chicken for little pieces of cantaloupe. Your special has now become not very special. You have to do a great job of shaping the cantaloupe to make it look like chicken. That's not that hard to do. What, what is that? What is that? People are looking at their chicken cacciatore to decide if there's cantaloupe <laughs> in there. Maybe they are now. I'm done. Standing here with a bunch of idiots. Good luck, superstars. All sports. All the time. And apparently a little food talk, too, on WGR Sports Radio 550. I know what you're thinking, Joe. You're wondering. Wait a minute. There's another football game. Is there going to be another tailgate trivia on Friday? Why, I think there probably will be. Yes. Pittsburgh exactly what food trivia coming your way Friday. Mm-hmm. How exciting. Good morning. High wind warnings today. That's what everyone has yeah. to get ready for. Yeah. We're not really dealing with it yet, but no. like by 10 a.m.? 10 a.m. What's the highest number you heard on the gusts? I saw 50. I heard 75. 75. Mm-hmm. For the gusts. Gusts. Yikes. Was that for tonight? Is that for tomorrow? That's for through this weather event. Okay. And one fun thing about, and it's not that fun, the new, well, I've got an Apple phone. The Beaufort wind scale is actually available on your phone at all times now if you have an iPhone. Go on the app, the uh, weather portion of it. Let's see. And when you click on the day, if you go down to wind, there it is. Zero through 12. Anything over 75 is a hurricane force wind. Hmm. See, I've I've just realized I've I've uh, deleted the normal Apple weather app because That's, I have the uh, the AccuWeather app. Gotcha. The app, the normal. What do we need? What do we need two for? You don't. And the normal one for although no, I guess maybe Apple's not that good, but yeah. whatever. The Beaufort wind scale. That's just you know factual. That's true. But if that's what I want, then uh, then I might need it. Yeah. Yeah. So gusts today, and yeah, for tonight, like tonight, I'm going to the Saber game, and. Like, I was thinking about, like, where do I, is there places I shouldn't park? Like, under the Skyway, for instance, like, an easy out ramp right by the arena. And, like, is there a reason why I shouldn't want to park there? Or maybe tonight's the night where you want to park a little bit closer so you're not walking through 50 to 75 mile per hour wind gusts. So, yeah, it's going to be intense. And it seems like it's going to be windy for a week because the game on Sunday has... Wind gusts. Wind gusts up to 40 as of right now, last I saw. So cold, windy. It's going to be windy for a week, basically. 
Uh, bring things that need to be brought inside, inside. Bring your Bills decorations inside. Yeah. Bring that giant inflatable Josh Allen. Bring that inside. <laughs> Although maybe that Josh Allen would also like punch the wind and be fine. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would just jump <laughs> super high, straight up into the air, and he would come right back down. <laughs> yeah. So good morning, Jeremy and Joe. With you, it's a Tuesday. It's playoff week. Bills, Dolphins. That's over. Bills, Steelers on the way, and the AFC playoff picture and all that comes with it. You know, Joe, I wanted to start with something I was thinking about because, you know, a football Monday after a game, there's a lot to get to. There's mm-hmm. a lot to talk about. A lot of people want to chime in on calls, and we, we welcome those, of course, right off the bat, 803-0550. I'm thinking about fourth and one on their own 35 a lot, how the Bills did that. Yeah. Because, obviously, it's a huge spot. It's a huge moment. They do the, the quarterback sneak. They get it. But it's a very specific reason I'm thinking about the fact that they went for fourth and one from their own 35. And somebody asked me a question about it that is a good question. So if you don't remember, the final drive the Bills had before they gave it back to Miami when they failed on a fourth down, Mm -hmm. fourth and one at their own 35, there's about four minutes left in this game. And they go for it. Yeah. And they get it. Josh Allen gets it on the quarterback sneak, on a push. They get it. New set of downs. They keep going. They go 30 more yards and kill two more minutes and get Miami to burn all three timeouts before failing on a fourth and one. And the reason I think about that four, that, that one on the, their own 35 a lot is that is, think about the history of fourth and ones that have been mocked and talked about forever. Belichick yeah. had one against Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. Yep. And his rationale was, doesn't matter how many yards Peyton Manning gets, he's going he's gonna to score or he's not going to score. Right. 80 yards, 60 yards, doesn't matter. Which is, of course, right. Belichick also threw the ball on that play. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And it was not a terrible play. It just didn't work. Right. There's Brandon Staley, right? He got it for his own 18, maybe, against the Raiders in that game last year. I mean, I don't expect everyone to remember all these plays. Dan Campbell has had a couple of big ones. You do it in your your own side of the field, you know, minus 40 and beyond, you're going to catch a lot of heat. And McDermott didn't go for that fourth and one at the 35 with a minute and a half left where it's a yard to win. Right. By getting it, they still had a lot more work to do. He was just willing to put faith in Allen and the offense or faith in the defense, however you want to say it. Like, a lot of times this faith in the defense thing is kind of just crafted around what happens. But it wasn't a, it wasn't to kill the game. It was to extend their own drive mm-hmm. to kill the game. And I just have a lot of respect for it. I think it's it, it's it's worthy of pointing to it's his biggest call as their coach. That play. Hmm. What's the bigger one? What's a bigger call for the Bills that wasn't obvious? Yeah. It's, there's it's, not a, there's not one like that on his own on the own side of the field. It's certainly bigger than the second fourth down, the one that he didn't get. Yeah. That one was you could have kicked a field goal, you could have tried to pooch it, or you could have gone for it, and that felt like well, going for it's probably the right the right decision here. But just in you know, there's the analytics and there's the win percentage and there's all that. Put that aside for a moment. Just in how much it takes a coach to decide to go for that, I can't think of a bigger call in McDermott's career as a Bills coach. How much of him going for it is their success on their version of the tush push? Because they were, well, the stat was 21 of 22, and that was after that place. So maybe they were 19 of 20 yeah. or 20 of 21 before that. Like, is it that he now saw up until maybe that final fourth and one, he saw that play as as automatic? And would he do it again now, seeing that it failed the next time after? 
it's possible. Like, is that? But what I'm wondering is, is that play the reason why he was willing to go for it? Well, I'm immediately going to go to the Tampa game at midfield when the Bills punted four times in the second half with a lead. Yeah. And I'm going to look. That game, at- by the way, I, I saw yesterday. It's the la- I looked up. This is the last time they lost a game in December. Yeah. It's been a while. For, no, different Tampa game. I'm talking this year. Oh, right. Yeah, this year. Uh, they punted on fourth and five, fourth and nine, fourth and seven, and fourth and one. They punted at fourth and one at the Tampa 48 mm-hmm. with 31 seconds left. Right. Like, that would have been that's- a. <laughs> that's a play to. That's trusting your defense with 30 seconds left. But that's still a pretty conservative punt. You're not just going to, you know, fall forward for your first down. So your success rate didn't matter to you at home in a game in the middle of the season against a Bucks team that you were up 24 to 18 on. Yeah. Our boss, Allen, had a, a good thought on this yesterday to me on the fourth and one from their own 35. But better question maybe then, what, you know, did he go for it just because of the tush push? Is it that they were already in? Yeah. That's what someone wrote to me. Did, did they, he go? If the Bills had not clinched already, the Jaguars had won earlier in the day. Is he, and they're, they are, t- he's, they're up seven. Is he punting from the 35 instead of going for it? That's a good question. I don't know why it has to be any different. Well, you, the, the one reason it might be is you are risking the reason being, your re- the, 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 the way your season ends is you went for it on fourth and one from your own 35. Right. And that po- possibility is no longer existent. You're, you're going to have another game at least to, to make people forget about that, oh, you blew the season because you, you failed on a fourth and one from your own 35. It's definitely possible. There's no doubt it's possible. But in the moment, he's trying to win that game. And it, it, I don't want to completely dismiss it because, of course, like trying to win a game if you need it versus trying to win a game if you don't, if a tie you get in, like, you know, all these things matter. But in that moment, he's trying to win this game. And his idea of how to win the game was to go for it. So mm-hmm. I want to, I want to, do I want to give him the benefit of the doubt? I think I do. He's consistently really good on this stuff. Third, third in the league this year, and that's third in the league yeah. on how many points that they don't give away with kicking. Right. Kicking is field goals and punts. They don't give point. They they don't kick for free. Pittsburgh, meanwhile, kicks for free often. <laughs> Not worst in the league, but worst among the playoff teams of all the teams. Every time you face a fourth down, and you can go for it or kick. That's a field goal or a punt. What percentage of the time do you lose win percentage points by kicking? Pittsburgh's the worst at that in the playoffs. The Bills are, I think, they're third best because there's two other teams that are near their top, like San Francisco and who was second? Maybe maybe Detroit? I don't know. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pull it up again because yeah. I tweeted it yesterday. But it really is a testament to McDermott and his forward thinking. If, if, you, if you're a McDermott critic, and we've all been McDermott critics at some point, this year's been a rocky road for him in terms of whether it's the – uh, long piece about his coaching past and decisions. Eagles were the other team, by the way. Eagles. Okay. Eagles and Niners. Eagles yep. and Niners. Two playoff teams. Now, the top three are all playoff teams. Whether it's that or firing the coordinator or, or the stuff with Diggs or whatever, like early in the mini camps, it's kind of been a season where McDermott feels like he's an embattled coach mm-hmm. and he got extended before the season. And a lot of Bills fans throughout the year had their questions, and maybe some still do, but. Man, if even if you are a McDermott finger quotes here hater in mm-hmm. the like the online discourse term, I, I feel like you've got to give a lot of credit for how 
this second half of the season went. The offense did not get unbelievably better. It got yeah. it got more efficient and it got more protective of the football and it ran the ball more. And the defense, McDermott changed the offensive coordinator and then fixed the defense. It's like he did a two for one. And he gets all this stuff right on fourth downs. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday to me is kind of his finest moment because it's everything working together. It's the fourth down, fourth down stuff. It's him as the defensive play caller, co- overcoming injuries and holding the highest scoring offense on the season to fourteen points and not a single drive more than four plays in the second half. But in Sunday's game, I mean, maybe they tried to run the ball and they just kind of abandoned it a little bit as the game went on because they weren't doing well at it, but. They won that game on Sunday because they were throwing the football. They threw twenty. Allen was twenty-seven of thirty-three on first and second down. Twenty-seven of thirty-three. Thirty-three attempts on first and second down passing I mean, the football. Yeah, twenty-seven of thirty-three. And Joe Marino, or maybe it was I'm sorry, Eric Turner had the stats on this of cover one. That yeah, twenty-seven of thirty-three, three twenty-seven and two touchdowns on first and second down. They yeah. ran, they they threw it a lot and they threw it early in the downs. Yeah, I'm trying to find, like, the Bills are running more since Joe Brady is in, right? But how much of that is just the Dallas game is the other thing I want to find. Like, have they really leaned in more to, we don't want to turn the ball over as much, so let's run the ball more. That's going to be our fix to it, and that's what they've been doing. Because if so, like, all right, I don't know that you're making it through the whole playoffs playing that style. I think you're going to have to do what you did on Sunday. I think you're going to have to air it out. But... If they let that happen, which they kind of did on Sunday, McDermott did on Sunday, that is let your quarterback be your quarterback. Let him turn the ball over. You know, let him let him have that play even at the end of the half and have to eat it. But it's because at the end of the day, he's going to make up for it. And at the same time, go make your defense one of the best in the league and go for all these fourth downs. And he did all that on Sunday. It, it was... It, the two the two Dolphin games, maybe you could say, but Sunday I thought was about as good as you're going to get from McDermott. Yeah, like what? There's really nothing to even pick apart on a minor level. I don't think. And if they're if he's going to be making decisions like that going into the playoffs, like I I think that's an advantage over teams like Pittsburgh. And oh, for sure. I mean, Baltimore even this year, that chart on you know wh- wh- how much they're losing. Baltimore is down compared to where they've been in past years. Like, the only team... You want to know the next team? Actually, Miami is the next team on this chart for, like, who's the most aggressive and or who's the who knows when to go and when not to. Meanwhile, they had a wimpy punt in this game. They, yeah, that they should have gone for. Yeah. I mean, Miami is next. Cleveland and Baltimore a little bit after that. Everybody else is kind of middle of the pack, or, you know, Pittsburgh is way down there. So, like, the Bills, you'd like to think, have an advantage, maybe, in this department. It, it's always... There will be, I'm sure there will be, a punt, a field goal decision throughout the playoffs where you can question it from McDermott. I'm at a point now, though, where I think I did this the last time he had one like this, where it, there is maybe criticism that will be warranted on a punt decision for Sean McDermott. But to me, that is more of an analysis of, the, of coaching itself yeah. in the NFL. If, if, you're, if you think he's too passive, if you think he's too conservative... I'm not even saying you're wrong. It's just that's the league, right? Like, 
but he he only is conservative because that's the way all coaching is, and by all coaches, he's actually on the more aggressive. Right, he's part w- of it. one of the least conservative. Right, and whether that's something that he's picked up along the way, whether that's because it's the faith in Josh Allen to make a play, who knows? There's probably a lot in there. Got a funny tweet right away, by the way, from a listener who writes in. I can't wait for the 30 for 30 in 15, 15 years on how McDermott wanted them to do the draw offsides play, and Josh said, screw it. <laughs> he went He went Jameis Winston on the play. Uh-huh. That's funny. That's funny, and uh, I don't think that happened. but I doubt it. Are we sure? Josh didn't throw short of the end zone when he was explicitly told, don't throw short of the end zone. Yeah. There's, there's definitely an element of you can tell Josh some stuff, and he's not maybe not going to listen. The Bills, by the way, since Joe Brady took over – in general, they are 11th. They're 11th in pass rate, which is definitely down. But again, I'm trying to How find How much like, is the Dallas game? The right? Dallas game is going to, I think, severely inflate that. Yeah, Allen threw, what, 15 passes right. in that game? And he said it wasn't the plan. It was just because it worked. So 803 is our phone number. It's the start of a new season for the Bills. What are you most confident in? What's good? What's you got a little worried about their path? The thing about McDermott, the, the, the way to kind of wrap this point, what I want to say about it is, we all know Josh Allen is not perfect, but he brings things that make you say, you know what, for better or for worse, I'm going to ride with that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. Right? Allen's, the way he does whatever it takes, even if that's going to mean uh, an interception or the ball is on the turf once in a while. Like Yesterday, a big, a big theme was Bills fans calling this station and saying, I don't care what happens, I, I've got this guy forever. And... Yeah. The coach is not perfect, but on, mm-hmm. the, on, the, on the list of things to check boxes on and what you do well, his players seem to like him just fine. Mm-hmm. He's a good defensive mind. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I, was trying yeah. to rem- I was trying to remember who it was last year or early this year, maybe Stephen Ruiz of The Ringer, but someone gave McDermott so much credit and said he should be talked about as Belichick now, as the best defensive mind in football. I forget which, I think it was Steven Ruiz. Well, he's the only one that's consistently making the playoffs. Right, and that's the only one. That's a big point here. Of all the defensive-minded coaches, the guys that get these jobs, it is McDermott and Pete Carroll. Yeah, it's Ben Belichick. Belichick, and one of them is consistently winning, and it's McDermott. And sure, he has a franchise quarterback, but he consistently has an excellent defense. Yeah, you and I have a lifetime bet up there on the bet board, which we got to get down somehow. <laughs> yeah, uh, will he ever have a bottom ten defense? I bet no, and it looked like he might have one this year for about a month, and then he fixed it. Do you want to know where they ended up, by the way, in total? Sure. Because what is it? Bottom tens. He'd have to finish twenty second. Yeah. Or lower for me to win that bet. And, and this D- was and a D- year DVOA. DVOA. They had all the injuries and all the defensive, you know, problems at the beginning of the year. Uh, middle of the year, and they ended up 12th. Like, not even really close to bottom 10. No. And that might be about as bad as it gets. Yeah, in the middle, they were one of the worst defenses in football, and they brought it back. Yeah. It's they, they. He, by the way, so it ended up being there are three defensive coaches in, in the playoffs. They're all in the AFC. Tomlin is in. Tomlin is the other one, right? Like, Tomlin is recognized as maybe the most successful, in, in, even in recent years, because... For as much as I like to point out Belichick's record without Brady, Tomlin's got a good record without Roethlisberger. He does. But he doesn't have great success. He just, no, right. He, he, has, has, he doesn't have a single playoff win in like six years. No, he has middle-of-the-road results. Yeah. 
And then uh, D'Amico Ryans is the other one. And even on that one, I kind of want to be a little bit, you know, just patient and see, like, all right, when Bobby Slowick go get, go gets a head coaching job, how, how let's see how good that's going to be. But he should be – well, the, all those defensive minds, what do they have in common? Except for D'Amico Ryans. I'm not throwing him into that. But Tomlin and Belichick and Carroll, they all have Super Bowls. They do. They all have Super Bowls. And – is that a coincidence that all the top defensive head coaches that manage to stay in their job for a really long time are guys who won Super Bowls? Well, it's worth considering. You, you like, I, like, it's a Shanahan. Shanahan gets a lot of years, and, and like he's great, but you know he doesn't have a Super Bowl. But he's like as safe as can be. If he's a defensive guy, is it the same? It's a good question. I don't know if it has to be. Yeah, we talk about defense versus offense as the whatever the trait your head coach carries with him for McDermott it's defense we know that not only is it his defense this is a year he called it he he pushed in and took it and called it and it's just I I think he deserves a ton of credit because he's he's got a defense that keeps you in the game when your offense scores seven points for the first however many minutes because they turn the ball over a bunch. And didn't we, like, post-mortem on the regular season, didn't we kind of see what we thought we were getting before the year, which was more aggression? Like, they were not, you know, he was not Rex out there blitzing, like, seven guys at a time. No, but but one of the ways they became more aggressive or they became more, less passive, the defense mixed up coverages a lot more than they used to. Yeah. They got a lot more multiple back there. Which was one of the biggest criticisms the, the Boyd clip from last year that yeah, we always he, talk about where we he know said what they're, they're going to do. Yeah, like that didn't seem as – it didn't seem to be as true this year. Nope. 803 on this one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. We'll connect with our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online at northtownkia.com. Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Akib in St. Catharines. Good morning. You're on uh, with us, Jeremy and Joe. Good morning, guys. Uh, I just want to say, like, Sunday, uh, it was an emotional roller coaster of – you know, the highs and lows from the interception in the end zone to, uh, uh, you know, Josh winning us that game uh, with that run at the end uh, to, to seal it for us. Uh, the one thing that I, I – uh, I'm a first-time caller, but I listen to your show all the time on my way to work. Uh, I guess the one thing that I do love or I have a hate-love thing with Josh is the specific design runs that they have him set up for where it usually goes for short yardage on first or second down when they've done it. But – the thing that I love about Josh is when he lets the play create and... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. May or may not have people open, but he takes off 
A, it's able to break tackles and get us first downs or great yardage um, on yeah. those plays. So I thought I'd let you guys uh, – um, what are your thoughts about that? Well, thanks, thanks, Akeem. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. You mm-hmm. know, call us anytime. I was thinking about the Allen runs. So you've got the sneaks. Yep. You've got the scrambles. You've got the QB draws. And then you've got a play we saw late that didn't work, but made me think, are we going to see that again? QB power came out again. Against Miami on the final drive, right? Yeah, QB that, that's the one where he was like trying to stay in bounds, yeah. and maybe you, his hand was you, out. You you get numbers on a side, you pull linemen, yeah, and that is a designed. It'd be like a wildcat play if there were a running back back there. We've seen QB power from them before. We haven't seen it in a while, right? Can you think of the last time you saw it before Sunday? Man, I can remember a time, but is it possible this is the last time they th- ran that play against the Chiefs a bunch? Oh, okay. Last year. I was going to say against the Lions last year. Remember, they threw the bombed digs late. And then QB power. And then power. they had time for one more play. They ran QB power, and it got them into field goal They range. ran it a bunch of times against the Chiefs two years ago. That's one yeah. of the design runs that they ran it in Houston in the playoff game. And was it Cody Ford missed the block? Like, it would have almost... Cody Ford uh, blindside block, maybe. Maybe that's what that, it was. He got, he got flagged, and maybe, they brought it back. Or maybe Dawson Knox missed a block. Whatever. Yes, it didn't go as planned, but it was about to. And if you think about it, that's a play they bring out in big moments. You know, you talk about Josh on the move and whether he's scrambling and extending plays. Uh, you know, when he starts to move, I think a lot of people get excited. Like, all right, this is good. Here we go. It's 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 virtuoso time, right? Yeah. But I'm not going to forget that QB power got called out on the final drive in the biggest game trying to ice it that that might be back in the playbook for a team like pittsburgh it might be in the playbook for a team like and if they play kansas city well, here next week if the weather kind of turns for the worst <laughs> they might need to run some qb power That's right. because i mean listen those are some of their best plays is when allen is running he is a truck i mean third and 13 and four guys are making contact including christian wilkins and he still manages to get the first down he is the is is it arguable he's the hardest player to bring down in the league when he's off and moving? He's he is you know, he gets all everyone's trying to compare it. I saw Cowherd yesterday, like he's a little bit of Lamar Jackson, he's a little bit of Elway, he's a little bit of Roethlisberger when he's in the open field. Can we just say it? He's Gronk in the open field. <laughs> yeah. That is who he is as a runner. And if the weather is bad and you can't run and you can't throw it as much, I don't maybe this run game is still is capable of doing what they did to Dallas against Pittsburgh, but I feel like you might need to design runs for Allen now that we're in the playoffs. And this game against Miami, I'll make sure this is right, because he had 15 rush attempts in this game, and maybe the QB sneaks don't count for this, but Pro Football Focus only has him as four scrambles in that game. Hmm. So again, maybe there's like three or four sneaks there, but what is that, seven or eight designed runs, if that's right? Yeah. 803-0550, speaking of that, on uh, the weather, I want to bring up something from last year's playoff game that I don't want anyone to forget about, and we'll kick around whether or not it affects this year's playoff game. That and some good news, bad news on the history of the 2-7 matchup. Good news, bad news. Get to that next. Strong side of the formation is the left. They go out of the pistol, and it's a handoff to Donovan Edwards, who breaks free again to his right. He's going to go again. Two carries and two touchdowns for Donovan Edwards. Sean McDonough on the call right there. Michigan wins the national championship 15-0, beating Washington in a game that was close for a stretch. 
then they pulled away and won it. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. I teased good news, bad news for you on the seven versus two matchup, and then also a weather point to make. I have a few people that have tweeted about the weather and how that could be a factor. So first is the history of the seven two matchup. Mm-hmm. That's the good news, bad news. Which, by the way, is not that long because was it four years ago that they changed it? Yeah. The two used to have the bye? Just in time for the Bills to start getting the two seed. Right. Right? <laughs> right. Just in time. Think about it. The yeah. Chiefs have been the one. The Ravens have been the one. The Titans have been the is one. Is this the third time the Bills have been the two seed? It is the third time. The third time. They would have had and three byes. Yes. Yeah, it's, that's, that stinks. <laughs> Just, right? If, if that's four, cruel. If... Four years ago, I told you, hey, you know what? The Bills are going to get the two seed three times. Oh, great. Oh, but uh, sorry, the two seed will stop getting buys. Yeah. So anyway, in the history of the two seeds, uh, number seven seeds, Rich, Rich Rebar had this, seven seeds are 0-6 in the playoffs since the NFL expanded the format. So that's only three years of it? Okay. And not mm-hmm. one of those games, every single 2-7 matchup had a point spread of seven or more points. The good news is a seven seed has never won. Never won. Knock out. Okay, knock out. Never win. won. Against the spread, here comes the bad news. Against the spread, seven seeds are two and four. And the two teams that were two seeds that got covered by the seven were the Bills both times. The Bills did not cover against the Colts in 2020. Mm-hmm. And Miami last year, the Bills did not cover that. No, they only won by three. Both games they won by three. Both games a little close for comfort. Both games they would have been a seven-point favorite. So a 10-point spread in a 2-7 matchup is not unique. It's how it's supposed to go. It's supposed to be the easiest matchup of the first round is probably Bills-Steelers. Easier than Cowboys-Packers, I would think. But um, the Steelers are probably the team you'd most want to play, even though they're playing a little bit better. I mean, it is still a backup quarterback. Third string. Third string quarterback. <laughs> On some level. I mean, he might be the best of the three they have. Took him a while to get there. Yeah. But he still is a backup quarterback. Like, he is not starting on other teams in the league. Yep. So, you know, could this game, though, look... What, what does it have to do to look like last year, even? I mean, last year is also a nice day, right? Like, it was it was weirdly warm in that stadium, being in the crowd last night, or last year for Bills and Dolphins. The sun was out. Yep. Um, After the previous meeting had a snowball fight. Right, exactly. So this might be different in terms of weather, but in that game, like how did the Dolphins stay close? They stayed close because they got a bunch of turnovers. And they yeah, they, retur- had, they returned one of them for a touchdown. They had a six-yard scoop, scoop and score to take, yes. to take the lead maybe even. Yeah. yeah. So the second thing I wanted to get to about this game and the weather. Okay, so a 2-7 matchup. Here's a weather point for you. Don't forget that Isaiah McKenzie – told Tyler Dunn about that game mm-hmm. that they were you the Bills Dolphins game but no about Bills sorry thank you for correcting me Bills Bengals Bills Bengals okay now we're on to Bills Bengals in a weather game where it's snowing yeah. and maybe it's a little slippery plenty of people have brought up whether or not the Bills had the right cleats that day against the Bengals don't forget that Isaiah McKenzie told Tyler Dunn of golongtd.com that the receivers were running the wrong routes not what not what the plays called Right. But the game plan was not appropriate for the footing. Right. Isaiah McKenzie said the game plan was not appropriate for the footing. We're running longer routes, and we don't have – I'm kind of paraphrasing here. The idea was that they needed to adjust what they were doing offensively because of the snow and because of the footing, and that was a problem. 
And Joe Brady would have been on last year's staff. Right. And I wonder how much he is watching the forecast and thinking, does he think the same thing? Did he think in that game, wow, we're really kind of stuck here. We have this game plan, and this snow has made it so a lot of the stuff we put in for this game is really hard to execute. Well, is he going to, with that in mind, is he going to try to do what he did to the Cowboys against the Steelers? Is his answer for that, well, let's just try to run the ball? Can you do that against the Steelers is a big question. Maybe. And no T.J. Watt. I know it's more for the pass game, but also they did hit a lot of short passes against Miami. Mm-hmm. That, like, quick, maybe, maybe you don't get played the same way because the Dolphins, why was that open? Miami was playing off, right? So yeah. all Diggs had to do was run five yards, stop there, the ball's there, and it's an easy five yards. That's how the Bills got the balls to dig the ball to Diggs early in the game. Yeah. One of those get him involved, and then after three of those passes, other things opened up for him. Right. So maybe that's something you could do in this game also. But again, I don't know. Like you might have a defense playing differently if they kind of want to dare you to. Okay, like we know you have Josh Allen, but if it's windy out here and it's snowy out here, like go ahead, let's see, throw it over the top of us. See what happens because they might think the same way that Miami did a little bit last year, which was that the Miami like blitzed a lot in that game, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Like they played aggressive, and it was the only chance that we possibly have in this game. We're a massive underdog with a backup quarterback against Josh Allen. Is we have to get him to give us the football. It's the only way to do it. So, what what's Brady's response to that? Because what you might be leaving open is down the field in the snow. And that's the thing that at least Isaiah McKenzie is saying, like, footing-wise, it's probably not the smart move. Well, just make sure you're running the right plays there and not asking too much of your receivers. So, again, it's just McKenzie's opinion. Who knows how many people shared it within the Bills. I think they're coming out running the ball in this game, though, against Pittsburgh. Big favorite, you know, the the weather being what it is. Um I don't know, like just not the 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 lessons learned if if there are any from that Miami game last year against a backup quarterback, the what they did to Dallas recently. I, I have a, I have a, a a feeling that they're going to come out running the ball more than more than they have. Well, let's take a look at what Pittsburgh has done from a rush defense standpoint. Like, where's their yards per carry? It appears to be not great, not terrible. Explosive Middle of the road, yeah, a little bit. Explosive run rate is something I'm going to want to look into. Do they give up a lot of long runs? On Cook, so James Cook had another drop, right? Another really yep. bad one. Another, another touchdown drop. Tru- touchdown. Yeah. If, he, if he has these touchdown catches against the Eagles and against the Dolphins. And he, the Cowboys, and he too. And one against the Cowboys. It didn't end up mattering, but that, that's three touchdowns. Three touchdowns and like another 100 yards on his total. And he's the second most productive running back behind only Christian McCaffrey. Right. And I, I'm thinking about Cook in the offseason. If somebody can just tell him, "Hey, uh, why don't you just go to receiver camp?" He, we, we yeah. know, we know he can catch. He's got, he's a pass catching running back. But whether it's right. just, if it's just more reps or whatever, go, go spend the off season with with Diggs and mm-hmm. you know whoever else, Shakir. Get Shakir's tips on how to catch a ball because that guy doesn't drop anything. Well, I want to know, right? Is this is this a problem that was existing in college for him? Was this a problem last year for him? It could sometimes just be a mental thing, in which case, you know, more practice gets that out of you. Because if right. Cook, think about what Cook could be. If he could catch those passes, Joe Brady is scheming him up against linebackers, getting those matchups, and Allen is finding him for touchdowns, and he's just dropping them. His drop percentage this year, he has five drops this year. Drop percentage is 9.3, which is eighth in the league among running backs, eighth highest. 
His drop rate last year was 9.4. So it's two years. It's two years, and it was basically the exact same last year. Um, He could be a guy. I mean, there are receivers like this, right? Where, like, Deontay Johnson used to be this. Could he just be, he's slick, and he's a really good route runner. He'll get open, but. You're going to get a drop. You're just going to get drops from him. And that's going to be tough to eat, but and that, it could be fixed, right? Like Dawson Knox had a billion drops early in his career, and they still happen once in a while. But he has gotten a lot better as his career has gone on with that. So it can change. There also is the potential that they don't see him as a pass-catching running back anymore. That they see him as, no, this is our number one back. And, no, there's still a place for a guy like a Naheem Hines in this offense. It's worth wondering if Cook would, he, Cook would even be running these routes if Naheem Hines was healthy. Boy, if he's not, I feel like they're going to be redundant again because he can certainly do it. Who, Cook? Yeah. Yeah. He is, pun intended here, cooking these linebackers. Oh, he's he's five yards behind them. And it, if they can't trust that, that's going to be – It's not, tough. Just, it's, everyone's holding their breath, right, for that play in a big spot when they really need it. Yep. Because that's that's a few and and it's, it's all happened late in the year. It's all like it's it's fresh on the brain. These drops. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us. High wind warnings today. Be ready for that. It's going to be gusty, blustery. It's still not like super cold, right? Or is that coming? Mm. Like even twenties for Sunday's game is like the coldest it's really been. It hasn't been. Yeah, the low in the next ten days is well twelve. Okay. So we'll while, get down there. While I was but. in Florida this weekend, while I was gone, did we get any temperatures in the teens? Is that streak? We did not. The streak is still alive that I know of. I don't think we. Okay. I don't even think we came close. The last day in the teens was February of last year. Yeah, but you're saying it's coming up. It might be game day, Sunday. Game day. I'm looking at a low of 19. Hmm. Eight so, th- not as bad as Kansas City. No. Eight oh three oh five fifty, and one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. The new season begins for the Bills. What are you most confident in? What are you most worried about? We'll talk about the weather effects as we roll. Um, coming up, 8 o'clock, Don Granado, Sabres head coach, joins us. Howard picks the playoff bills. Yes. Coming up at 8.30. Which means we pick the playoffs. Yeah, which is always fun. Good. Jeremy and Joe, you can give us a call. Ron, you're on. We'll get you next here on WGR. We go 15 and out. I'm getting a tattoo. It's 15 and out. We're not practicing. Shoulder, I don't know if it's my left or my right yet. Right-handed quarterback, I'll probably get it on my right. And an M, too. Amazing blue M. Also, that signifies a thousand Roman numerals. Can't tell you what that means to us, too, that we reached uh, a thousand wins this year. Jim Harbaugh, who is about to be the subject of tons of NFL speculation. Well, he's probably leaving, isn't he? He's taking the Charger job. Mm, I was thinking Raiders for him. Yeah, that's possible. Good morning, it's Jeremy and Joe. I was in Florida this week. I did not go to the Bills game. They just went and golfed. Did it ever come close? Not really. It was discussed, mm-hmm. but that would have meant leaving. We were staying in Naples with friends, and it would have meant driving across the state. Yeah, it would have yeah. been killing the whole day for the Bills game, and they had already clinched a playoff spot, so a little less on the line. Mm-hmm. Of course, it would have been great to be at that game. But mainly, Joe, the main reason I didn't want to is because I would have had to sacrifice 36 holes of golf on Sunday. <laughs> I had 36 right. holes planned, and you're telling me, not only am I going to go to the game, do all that driving, like, okay, that all sounds great, but 
you have to give up the 36 holes of golf. The whole reason I went down there was to play a little golf. Well, and if you were confident, too, it's like I can't golf you know, in Buffalo for six months, but I can go to the Bills game next week. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking, and uh, it turned out to be right. 803-0550, good morning. It was also cool to travel. I wasn't even, like I said, going to Miami, but to travel with a lot of Bills Mafia. Yesterday, I had a connection in Atlanta, and of course, the whole trip, the whole way back is tons of Bills fan and Bills gear. And it occurred to me that airports are America's tailgate party. Everybody wears their sports gear. Yeah. And yeah. yet yesterday, a lot of Bills gear and a lot of Michigan gear. They're mm. playing in the national championship. Whether people were going to the game or going wherever, it was just about Michigan fans. The number of times I heard a stranger say to another stranger, go blue, go blue. America's tailgate party. Uh, airports. Airports. Yep. You want to show off where you're from. Yeah. Ron- they could have been going to the game, couldn't they? Uh, Connecting in Atlanta? Uh, yeah, Atlanta goes Dallas. everywhere. Ron and Alden. Hey, Ron, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, wow, great, great week, great winning stuff this week. Um, I know we always talk about the offense, and we know. I thought, um, I guess Miami, the offense was really great. really was. The yards were there. Everything was there. We just always find a way to shoot ourselves in the foot once in a while because, you know, we got to keep us on the toes. But I want to talk about the defense. Our defense is amazing. It absolutely is. What Sean McDermott did with this defense with the amount of injuries. I, I, do you guys feel we have the best defense going into the playoffs? I don't know how many points the defense gave up this year because when you look at the stats, that includes uh, returns and, you know, not no pick sixes, Johnson never throw them, but bumble returns. I know New England had a, a touchdown kickoff return. So I don't, I don't know. I know Baltimore's defense is probably pretty good too, obviously, but do we have the best defense right now, right now going into the playoffs with the way McDermott is teaching it? And he, I, he's going to be coach of the year. He won't be. But what he this turnaround with that defense is why we are where we are. We I trust the offense can get going at any moment. We saw that the other day. Um, but our defense, where would you place our defense in all the playoff teams, especially the AFC side? I'm thinking they're like the best defense going, and this is the time to have the best defense going. And I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, go Bills. Thanks, Ron. I would say they're third in the AFC. The Browns defense yeah. is, without exaggeration, one of the best ever. Yep. It's incredible defense. So the Browns is, a, is a, a guaranteed number one. The Browns have the best defense. After that, it's Baltimore or Buffalo, right? I, I think so. Do you uh, – so EPA, when do you want to set the, the, the start here? When Rasul Douglas got here? Sure. Since Rasul Douglas got to the Bills, the Bills are sixth in defensive EPA per play. Cleveland is better. Yep. Pittsburgh is better. Baltimore is actually below them, but if you do the season in totality, I would I would trust that Baltimore is better. Okay, but I, I think it's fair to call them the third best. But right, Cleveland is Cleveland's far and away the best defense. Cleveland, like we can get to this later. You you said yesterday you'd rather play the Chiefs or in round two. Like I want no part of the Browns. I I don't know. I would not trust anybody to score on them. What about the fact that it's the Cleveland Browns I, and it's the playoffs? And yeah. nothing quite goes together like the Cleveland Browns and playoff disaster. I know. I mean, you might say the Bills and playoff disaster, right? But the Browns are pretty good for, you know, if the Bills and well, Browns. That gives me hope. If the Bills and Browns met in the playoffs, the sun wouldn't rise that day. <laughs> like, what's going to happen? Somebody's going to have to get through this, right? Um, but the defense is, of course, very, very good. And here's a great example of you're gonna even if you're great at something. This is true of a quarterback needing receivers. It's true of a great defensive mind needing talent. 
The Bills' defense went in the tank when they were down those three guys. And then they went out and they got a major replacement in Douglas. And Linval Joseph came in and helped a little bit as well. And they fixed the linebacker spot. But without Douglas, I don't think they get to sixth in EPA per play. Part of the reason right. they're sixth in EPA per play is because of the turnovers, which Douglas has been a major factor in. Right. So you always need good players. You know, they say it's the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and O's. Well, the X's and O's are important, but they do need the Jimmys and Joes. You do need to have great players, and Douglas has been a great player. That's one major factor this week. When do we find out how he is? He said he could have gone back in. Yeah. But Dane Jackson told him, I got you. Yeah. That's interesting, too, isn't it? I don't think Dane Jackson has the decision on whether or not Razul Douglas goes back and plays. That's my, that's what he made it sound like, though. Yeah, right, which is like yeah. maybe Douglas was about to tell the, the training the, staff, the, I think yeah. I'm good to go. And, and Dane Jackson told talked him, him out of it. Don't have to force it. That seems like it's a, it's a nice part of the story. I just have a tough time believing. I don't know. I, I don't want to put anything on it too much, but. Yeah. Dane Jackson doesn't sign a place. Right. Right. 803-0550. Andy, we'll get to your call as soon as we get back. Um, open lines for you as well. Zero-minute wait time. On Bill Steelers, what are you most confident in for this game and for the playoffs? And what has you worried about this second season as the Bills enter as the two-seat? Also, i got to get to the dumbest Twitter beef I had in my life yesterday. Oh, I'm excited for this. Unbelievable. Yeah. Boy, let me think. What's the dumbest Twitter beef I've had in my life? <laughs> there are a thousand candidates. <laughs> All right. Know. I'm excited for that. Uh, Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Good morning. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.